2: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: The Browns
3: and Ravens meet for control of the AFC North. Can the Browns take that next step? Also, the Bucs got 54 from Giannis but fell to the upstart Pacers. And we get an inside look at the New York Giants. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major
2: sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of 5 antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours at jacemedical.com. That's j a s e medical.com. Okay. It's the new Cleveland Browns against the old Cleveland Browns. The 7 and 2 Baltimore Ravens against the 5 and 3 Cleveland Browns in an AFC North Grudge match, the Browns, one of the surprise teams of this season, or at least as good as they've been. Jeff Lloyd from Lockdown Browns joins me now. And Jeff, this defense in particular has made a remarkable transformation. One of the best defenses we've seen in the NFL by some metrics, first downs and others. The Ravens, no slouches either defensively. But what has been the biggest difference for Cleveland this season that has allowed this to be as sustainable as it's been? Well, the
4: irony of all this, Peter, is everybody wants to complain about the Deshaun Watson trade. And, oh, you gave up this, you gave up that. And it's not uh, stopped Andrew Berry from doing a darn thing to this point. Um, you talk about the fact you finally brought in defensive tackles. And I've been screaming since day one on this gig about the lack of defensive tackle play. Uh, Jordan Elliott here in year four, uh, they always spoke well about him. You're actually starting to see some of it now when he's actually contributing. But Ladaney, I'm sorry, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, of course. Shelby Harris with his first big impact last week. Uh, Maurice Hurst, it's one of the most untalked about signings of all of free agency. Um, the Browns, who was basically, you know, just scratch off. You know, he was a guy with a ton of history, contributing mightily. Um, all the work they did on the defensive end, everybody was excited about Ogmanaya Ankarankwo. Then the Browns go through the draft process. They had Alex Wright still in full. They draft Isaiah McGuire. And then they get to the end of the draft and say, you know what? Maybe we're not done yet. And you bring in a player of the caliber, Zadarius Smith, who had his biggest impact last year as well. It's the point here where the defensive line is. In the past, you couldn't come off the field. Like, they didn't want you to come off the field because there was no suitable guys to put out there. Now right. Miles gets the proper rest he needs. And, you know, and Miles Garrett, to see, by the fourth quarter, it was hands on hip. And, you know, anything you got from at that point, man, you were thrilled with. But it's the constant rotation. They can go NASCAR. They can play as many defensive ends as they want to. They can play big if they want to. Maurice Hurst, for a guy that nobody really talked about as far as the signing, he is usually in on Nickel and dimes. He is the one defensive tackle they keep on the field. Um, then you talk about the added play in the secondary. Juan Thornhill and everybody. Well, I don't know what we're getting from Juan Thornhill. He's a true over the top safety. You listen to Martin Emerson talk. You listen to Denzel Ward talk. They credit the defensive line tenfold because they're like, we got to cover for two and a half to three th- three seconds, and then either the ball's out or the play's over. So you don't really need the you know on the roof safety. When the quarterback only has two and a half or three seconds to throw, because he's not going to truly make an impact. Juan Thornhill will make an impact down the line. Whatever rotation they work at the linebacker play, sometimes it's an Anthony Walker week. Sioni Taki Taki, as each week goes on, he gets more and more confident with the ACL. JOK leads linebackers in the NFL with 14 tackles for either no gain or a loss. And he's actually been losing a little bit of reps here over the last couple of weeks because Anthony Walker and Taki Taki are getting healthier and cont- contributing more. The defense, there's just so many playable players now, where in years past it was, you know, okay, cornerback six is now a starter. Xavier Thomas, who actually plays well now for the Houston Texans, he was one of the Browns' top cornerbacks a few years ago. He couldn't sniff this team. He wouldn't be a practice squad player on this team. They have done a remarkable job. Granted, you bring in Jim Schwartz, you knew what the deal was. You know, Jim wasn't coming in and saying, look, I'm not coming in and making chicken, you know what, out of chicken, you know what. I need some guy. Made it all work for him and brought in a ton of talent for him. But the fact, and I think it's almost 58% of the drives the Browns are on the field defensively, ended a three and out. We're talking eight games now, Peter. That is an astronomical number. And this just wasn't inflated by Arizona last week. This has been the case against all the teams, and even San Francisco before the Browns maybe exposed a weakness or two within the 49ers. This team defensively, and it's going to be weird to see how it goes because all of it now is obviously on the offense. You've got to be able to contribute 20-plus points per week um look there's going to be weeks the defense will bail you out and you don't have to get to that number but that's got to be your goal the kicker situation's figured out you got a great punter um and for everybody oh well, they're injured they're dinged up look you know has he been elite yet for the browns no but there's weeks where he's got to be the difference and a week like this on the road in baltimore he's got to go throw for throw with lamar or Jackson, he's got to be able to go near 300 yards. No turnovers. Make sure his offense scores three to four touchdowns. But you've got this defense, and the thing is, is when you can hold the opposing offenses
3: into strictly obvious passing situations, it's over with. Stay up to date all year on the Cleveland Browns by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Browns on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Bucks have started the season well, but not great. Giannis was great on Thursday, but it wasn't enough against the Pacers before we get to that. Worse night football happened? We spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses. Who starts and who sits? I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today I want to chat about something a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Take control of your health. Even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra are available. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medications. Remember to use the promo code Lockdown at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds for this year's supply. I ordered an antibiotics kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love get some peace of mind by having a one-year supply of daily medications, go to jacemedical.com to see if you can get it for yourself. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: The Bears and Panthers got together for a titanic struggle of a football game. And by that, I mean both teams struggled
5: titanically. It was an ugly Thursday night football game, but the Chicago Bears held on to beat the Carolina Panthers thanks to a really strong performance from their defense. I'm Lauren Cox, host of the Locked On Bears podcast. And the Bears defense did not allow a touchdown all game. The only touchdown for the Carolina Panthers, a punt return by former Chicago Bear Emir Smith Marset. But they got good pressure on Bryce Young. They sacked him three times in the game. They held down Adam Thielen for the most part, shut down the running game and made Bryce Young have to beat him. And the check down offense of the Panthers was not enough. Certainly some concerning moments from Tyson Bajant, but he did what he had to do. He took care of the football, didn't turn it over, took what the defense gave him, and that was enough in this game where it was a lot of field goals and a lot of punts, and it wasn't a lot of fun for all of us watching, but the Bears will take the win and an improvement for their other draft pick in the form of a loss for the Carolina Panthers. We'll break down this Bears victory and a lot more on the Lockdown Bears podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Justin Jefferson and the Vikings agree.
3: The superstar receiver will not play until his hamstring is 100%. Jefferson's 21-day window opened this week, but that does not mean he will play this Sunday or even next week. Jefferson said on Thursday the hamstring is a difficult injury because it lingers and it comes back from time to time if you don't put the right treatment into it. Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell has expressed similar sentiments throughout the initial stages of Jefferson's recovery, during which the team has won four straight to pull into the NFC playoff race. O'Connell said this week that it would be a little aggressive to plan on Jefferson returning for Sunday's game against the Saints. Iowa star Caitlin Clark just picking up where she left off last season, dropping 44 on number eight Virginia Tech in an 80 to 76 win in the Ally Tip Off. It was not her typical shooting efficiency night as Clark shot 5 for 16 from deep and 13 for 31 overall. But with less than three minutes to go, Clark was the only Iowa player to score. And her free throw with five seconds left iced the game for the number three
6: Hawkeyes. And over on the ice, the Red Wings hosted the Canadians. Not an inspiring performance yet again by the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, as they fall 3-2 to two in overtime to the Montreal Canadiens, they pick up a point. But I honestly couldn't care less about that loser point because I thought the team played like hot garbage again. Uh, and yeah, here I come, coming in, incendiary, incendiary, incendiary in this one, because I'm, I'm, I'm very frustrated. You know, we talked a lot and we keep bringing it up, but we knew when they were playing really, really well to start the season on that five game win streak, that it was going to end and that they were going to regress. And we knew the underlying numbers didn't look good, but we were saying like, well, when they regress, they should regress to still a competitive team. Well, in the last eight games, they've won two, one of which was in overtime. I think two of those losses came in overtime as well. But still, I mean, what seg put them at two, four, and two, four and two in the last eight, if my math works out there. I mean, like, that's not a great stretch of hockey by them. And in that entire span, like it feels like it's slowly been declining in in, in performance as well
2: another story you need to know
3: the Indiana Pacers have been a nightmare to play this season playing at a murderous pace feverishly getting up and down the court and on a historic offensive rating pace so far this season the Bucks down 18 in the first quarter of the standalone primetime matchup but Giannis Antetokounmpo comes back he puts up 54 in this one Tyrese Halliburton said not in my house they squeak out a 126, 124 win. Halliburton hit the go ahead three in the final seconds. Tony East joins me from the arena in Indianapolis. Tony, it was an electric atmosphere there. Uh, what about this young Indiana team? Has them playing so well right now, six and three?
1: Uh, you said his name there. Tyrese Halliburton has just been absolutely wonderful to start this season today. I mean, like today didn't even feel like his most forceful game of the season. He had 43. Over the weekend against the Hornets today, twenty nine and ten, and like a ho hum game for him, right? Like that's the kind of season he's having. He even said earlier in the season this feeling's kind of gone away, but he felt like he was coasting at times, and he would still be putting up these insane stat lines against really good teams, and no one's had an answer for him. The Bucks tried some zone today, they tried to press three quarters of the court, and that stuff wasn't working. Halberton's so good at reading the game and getting the Pacers to run their pace; they're near the top in pace. They have the top offensive rating because he's been so good. And then their recent surge was guided by a guy who had a fantastic close to this game. That's Benedict Matherin, who guarded Giannis well down the stretch, who hit some big buckets too. Those two young guards in tandem have this team really surging right now.
3: Yeah, we have to talk about the defense because the Bucs had a 113-103 lead uh, more than midway through the fourth quarter. And it was getting stops down at the end yeah. of this game that ultimately sealed this win for them, including on Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo, keyed, as you mentioned, by Benedict Matherin um who has not quite reached the peaks that we saw early in his rookie season does this hint to you that the defense can get to a level where this can be a, a no doubt playoff
1: team by the end of the year if everything goes the way that it could maybe not a no doubt level <laughs> of defense they're still really low in the you know they were 30th as as early as last week entry yeah not great uh, they're 26th now uh, but they have a level on defense it's clearly there right their best defensive lineups have been good. Their bench in particular has defended well, so they have a new scheme this year, right? They have Bruce Brown in the mix now who came from the Nuggets. They're still figuring things out on that end of the floor, and as you saw, when it does click, like it did late in this game when they're locked in, and Rick Carlisle, their head coach, even said post-game just now, they tried some new stuff late in this game that they've only practiced a little bit on that end of the floor. Clearly, it was working with the way they were Defending Giannis, trying to keep him catching the ball away from the rim, trying to not let him get to the middle. That was working. Mather's doing a good job there. Bruce Brown is doing a nice job on Middleton late in this game. They can find another gear there. I don't know if it'll be high enough to be a lock for a top whatever seed in the East, but certainly good enough to get them up to where they want to be, which is in that playoff mix for sure this season. They're there now at top three, and you saw that defensive gear. They've been working on that a ton in training camp, and, and finally at the end of this game when they needed it, like you said, down big in the fourth, it all came together in a big win.
3: Well, and the flip side of this is the offense has been that good. And we saw a team like Sacramento last year just offense their way to home court advantage in the first round, especially when the Bucks are still figuring this stuff out. Um, may not be the regular season team they've been in years past. Who knows what happens with Philadelphia and Joel Embiid's health. Like, Indiana has to feel like, hey, if, if our offense really is this good, like, maybe that's enough to get us in this home court advantage conversation.
1: For sure, right? I just said they've been working on defense so much, and that's because they know they're gonna be good on offense, right? With the personnel they have, with Halburn at the helm, right? Their head coach Rick Carlisle's called them a basketball savant in the past. Every game he plays in, they win his minutes, basically. They've they've lost his minutes in two games this season. Would you like to know his plus minus in both of those games? Yes. Minus minus one. Exactly minus one, right? (laughs) So that's as bad as it gets, right? Every time he's on the floor, he was plus fourteen tonight in a big win. They just do well because he can score or he can set others up to score, and he's such a threat that he draws so much defensive attention. The Jazz earlier this week who were in Indy were sending two to him. They were switching everything, and so he just ho-hum distributed 14 assists. Pacers win easily, right? Like their offense is just unbelievable, and now this year what's happened is a lot of their young guys have developed more on that end from last year. Miles Turner's had a bunch of 20-point games. Aaron Neesmith's had multiple 20-point games. Matherin's now had two in a row. Bruce Brown is giving them something on that end. Andrew Nembhard is, is improving. Like, I, I could go down the line. Jalen Smith leads the league in three-point percentage right now, right? So everybody has found the role that makes sense for them, and Hal Burton ties a lot of it together. But in general, like with this level of offense, they're just so hard to stop. And I don't know if it'll finish exactly like the Kings did last year. But as it stands, as I'm talking to you, this game is now in the NBA.com system. There are three points ahead of the second-place Nuggets in offensive ready. They cannot be stopped right now.
3: Stay up to date on the Indiana Pacers by subscribing to Locked on Sports today and Locked on Pacers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, it's not been a banner year for the Giants, but what ails the most? Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel? There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Sunday brings the return of Kyler Murray for the Cardinals, but that hasn't changed their expectations against the Falcons. FanDuel has Arizona as one-and-a-half-point home dogs. I have the Cardinals already. You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same-game parlays are a great way to enjoy watching sports, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: The New York Giants have had a rough season. Without Daniel Jones, the rest of the year looks bleak. Locked On Giants host Patricia Trainer was joined by the trainer of Tommy DeVito, who will step into the starting lineup this weekend on the most recent episode of Locked on Giants. They discuss New York's new signal caller.
2: Joining me now on the podcast is Tony Raciopi. He is a trainer with test football Academy in Martinsville, New Jersey. He is also the man who's been making a lot of NFL quarterbacks. You know, his training has helped a lot of NFL quarterbacks. He has an impressive roster, of candidates and one of the candidates uh, that he has on his roster is Tommy DeVito. So first off, Tony, let's talk about Tommy DeVito. Let's start off with an overall scouting report, what he does well, what he doesn't yet do well. And, you know, in between.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, I've known Tommy for a while. He's a Jersey kid, Uh, never worked with him in high school or college. Uh, Talked to him a bunch this senior year. Um, Played at University of Illinois. Broke the school record for completion percentage in a season, right around 70%, I think. If I could break his game down, I think uh, he's a very accurate passer, especially, you know, anything under 22 yards. Um, I mean, that's that's where he'll he'll make his game, and I think the Giants do a ton of that. So it's, it was kind of a good fit for him coming out of the draft for what they do offensively. Um, I, I think he's a better athlete than people think. He ran the 4.5s at his pro day, and, I, I you know, I think people have seen now a little bit in the preseason games, and obviously last week uh, when he did plays, he's able to you know if things break down. He could extend plays with his legs, whether it's you know picking up first downs or uh, obviously he scored in the Giants game. You know it's so in the red zone. He's a threat you know in the zone read game and the short yardage game. Um, and and I think he he's fearless. I, and I think that's going to be a big piece of this you know moving forward. You know as a backup guy, and, and again, remember he was really the third string guy because Tyrod was the backup. So. You know, when you get out of, of camp, you know, you go from not really many reps to no reps, you know. So you're kind of fighting that that period of time, you know. So, you know, we, obviously they have a really good coaching staff and I know, I know most of their coaches on the staff and uh, they're going to get them prepared. And, and I think he's going to go out there and I think he's going to see the coverage. I think he's going to be accurate with the football and if things break down, extend plays with his feet and uh, and make good decisions.
3: And finally, Iowa has become such a low-scoring football team that FanDuel has had to go to historic levels for their point total. Iowa faces Rutgers and has a total of 28 and a half. <laughs> 28 and a half. According to ESPN Stats and Info, this is the first college football game with a total under 30 since at least the year 2000. Betters took the opening line of 30 down to where it is now because of Iowa's inability to score and propensity for living their opponent scoring. Iowa has the 122nd ranked scoring offense this season. There's only 133 teams. They're 122nd. They scored less than 19 points a game. But they've got the 4th ranked defense surrendering just over 13 points per game. Seven of their nine games have already gone under the total this season. This is one of those rare times. We're betting the under, considering we have a historic under, is actually going to be really fun. And I I kind of want to do it now. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today. Will all four AFC teams remain in a playoff spot after week 10? Probably not. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports
2: today.